each breast is literally larger than her head. What a wonderful world. Yeah. Welcome to Movie Muggin, the father and son podcast that tickles your fancy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we tickle everyone's fancy. You know, what do you think that means? If I tickle your fancy, you like me. Yeah, see, that's what I thought too, and and that, and that's what it means nowadays, but, but I actually looked up the origin today because I knew I was going to say that. So this is the origin. It says, the term fancy was a euphemism for fanny, which in British English is a vulgar expression for female genitals. But in American English, it's another name for butt or buttocks. Yeah, I was like, tickle your butt. Okay. Yeah, so we tickle are... Tickle your pussy. So we are the... Gosh, that sounds a lot worse than the one I <laughs> yeah. read. Yeah. So we are the official podcast that tickles your fanny or your bottom. Yes, the American version. Yes, no other podcast out there tickles your bottom like Movie Muggin. Nope. All right, so... Now you can come here for more than just uh, listening to two guys give shallow reviews about movies. You can have your bottom tickled also. Jack, this is episode number 13. Yep. Last one was 12. Are you superstitious at all? Nope. You know, there's actually a name of people who fear the number 13. It's called... uh, Idiots. Triskaidekaphobia or something like that. Like, that's a real thing. That's a real phobia. I don't know. What what are they afraid of? Like, I just hope that they get a lottery ticket and their winning number is 13 and they won. And then they won't go claim it. Yep. Jack, it's your turn this week. I know. I was uh, really, really happy what happened last week. I threw out one from my younger days that I was worried about throwing out, and you gave it a 98. Yep. So are you going to bring it this week? Nope. No? <laughs> you haven't <laughs> in a while. I mean, because all the good movies, really, we've watched together. All the really good ones that that I could like use, we've watched together already. So I already have a little bit of trouble finding anything and the ones that I find first are always the piles of shit. Like 10 years ago, we should have thought, you know what? One day we may want to do a podcast. Let's hold off on watching yeah. this movie. And then, and then we could do so many cool ones. But Like, I wish I could show you Ferris Bueller's Day Off for the first time. <laughs> oh, that, that was a good movie. We, yeah. could, we could have a lot of fun with all the movies. Well, fuck, it's our podcast, man. We can just pretend like you haven't seen them. I mean. And you can be like, damn, that was the greatest thing ever. And you <laughs> Test spend your, my acting skills. Yeah, we could do that. No, thank you. <laughs> Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's Lobby Time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time that we can address some things that aren't related to the movie we're going to be talking about, but we still think it's important enough to share with you. So, Jack... Once upon a time, when I was just a young Vince, mm-hmm. there was this TV show that I absolutely loved, and it was called The Banana Splits. Didn't I watch that as a you kid? You did. You did, because I'm a good father, and I like to expose you to the good things. Thanks for my childhood, like The Banana Splits, Brady Bunch, Leave it to Beaver, Little Rascals. And I'm not... I never watched much of Leave it to Beaver. Oh, I showed you some when you were younger, the black I, and I white really, version. I, I know what it, it... I didn't know there wasn't a black and white version. 
Or there was the color version. I didn't know that. Well, they made a they made an abomination of a movie. Oh, okay. So that's the one that you saw, and I think you actually no, liked it. You, you you didn't know any better. I it's, know I've seen a little bit of the black and white. Mm-hmm. I've seen uh, I Love Lucy, some of that. Oh, yeah. That was really good. Yeah, I exposed you. I, I try to expose you to the stuff that I enjoyed growing up, just, just so you can get a little taste of it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the banana splits, it's these four animals or people dressed up like animals. There were two dogs, Flegel and Drooper. Flegel was kind of the boss. He was the one who tried to keep order, but all these goofy, you couldn't keep order in in the world of the banana splits because there were just too many, too many shenanigans to be had. Uh, There was an orange gorilla named Bingo, and then there was Snorky the Elephant. I don't remember any of those names. Yeah, well, they said it in, like, the theme song came on. It was the tra-la-la-la-la-la-la. Yeah, and then they they said their names in it. So, Flegel, Drooper, yeah, it was something like that. And I remember some of the theme song. Man, this, my wheelhouse as a kid, loved, loved, loved this show. So, I see this ad on Instagram today saying the Banana Splits movie drops today on Blu-ray and streaming. And I was like, Banana Splits movie? Because I... This hasn't been on TV since like the early 70s. I mean, maybe on like Boomerang or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that, but that's where I watched There was it. no resurgence. There's no comeback. There's no... Remakes or Yeah, anything. there's no remakes or anything. So I go ahead and do a little investigating. And indeed, there's a Banana Splits movie that uh, that drops today on Blu-ray. Is it animated or is it... No, no, no. It's it's like the regular guys dressed up in their, uh, in their costumes. And let me read you the premise. A boy and his family attend a taping of the Banana Splits TV show, but the fun quickly fades when the beloved characters embark on an unpredictable killing spree. It's rated R. What the fuck? Yeah, so the animals... Start- I mean, their costumes kind of creepy sometimes, but it's like the those pictures of you see of the Easter bunny way back in the day, and it's holding the kid, and it looks like a fucking killer bunny. I feel like they're, they're a little bit like that. Not that bad, but... I feel like you can see one holding a machete. You didn't grow up loving these guys though, and just the their their goofball antics and stuff like that. I mean, they were just they were just lovable and funny and goofy. And, and now they're fucking killing everybody. Yeah. So uh, nice. I know it's going to be terrible. Well, I mean, but I got to see it. <laughs> it's a given. I got to see these lovable knuckleheads from my youth uh, going murdering sprees. That's actually what I picked today. Oh well. <laughs> so do you think it'd be episode worthy? Maybe we could watch it Maybe. sometime. I think we should watch it on an episode. I mean, I think right now it's just available to purchase. Uh, I'm not going to buy that shit, but <sighs> I but I would like to see it when it does come out. <laughs> um, I kind of got a new idea. You know, the other day when I could not give a bucket of chicken to anybody on Saw. Yeah. Because I just hated it so much and hated every single thing about it. I thought we need another kind of award to give out to. Another bucket. Yeah. To, to shit that's just awful. I mean, I'm just I'm just brainstorming here, like a bucket of shit or a bucket of fuck you, yeah, a bucket of fuck you or a bucket of you suck or a bucket of tragic loss. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. Just be be thinking about that. If anything comes to you, and you know, I'm not going to actually put shit inside the bucket because uh, that would just I mean, be gross. I will do that, and I, you, you'll fill up the bucket with yeah with your feces. Yep. How about a bucket of piss? I don't. I think it needs to be more just some type of solid or something. Get a cardboard cut out of the person and just toss it on them. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck but, you. But anyway, coming soon, there will be some kind of bucket that we're going to give to people so undeserving of a bucket of chicken that they deserve a negative one. So be on the lookout for that. Would we take suggestions for that? Yeah, we'll definitely take uh, suggestions for that. So if you have a suggestion on what kind of bucket that we can give, um, you can email us at moviemuggin at gmail dot com. 
All right, Jack, you got anything for the lobby today? Um, no. All right, let's head back into the podcast studio slash viewing room, and Jack's going to tell us all about his movie. Okay, so this movie came out in 2008. It's rated R. Mm-hmm. It runs at about 101 minutes, so that's a little over an hour and a half. Not bad. <laughs> Got 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. Man. And the audience gave it a score of 60%. Jeez. The Mormon mothers tell us of a funny thing. Uh, an actress in the bordello scene, or bordeo scene, you know what that means? It's bordello. It's a whorehouse. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, she has such oversized breast implants that each breast is literally larger than her head. They are barely, barely covered by her string bikini top. And they're real. They're not prosthetic or the result of CGI. That's what they said? Mm-hmm. It, Mormon mothers told us that they're real? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. this movie is called Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Another Bruno-esque movie. <sighs> it's all acted. It's not like real reactions or anything. It's goofy. It'll make you a little uncomfortable. And there's very over-the-top humor. And so the ratings make sense. This wasn't a movie meant to be crazy or win any awards. It's, well, it's just stupid. Stupid. I've, stupid. I, so I've seen a little bit of Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, I think. I haven't seen that one. Um, Maybe I just, you could choose that next week. I've, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but I was just kind of flipping past one time and I saw it and I was like, "What are what's this Harold and Kumar all about? You know, and because they got like three different movies out, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I kind of tuned in for a little bit, and and they're funny, and and they crack me up a little bit. So I, I knew there, were, I could think of a couple of scenes that would make you laugh. You think I'm gonna pull out a 98 on this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 99. Oh. Well, it, it's gonna be a fun time. It's a fun movie to watch. Okay. And following the trend of what I do, I've seen this once, some time ago. Oh boy. Yep. I'm proud of that. All right. Well, I think we both know what's coming. Yep. <laughs> well, it, it's it's more. It, it's going to be good. I'm ex- I'm excited. I actually want to see this again. Okay. So. All right. Well, let's take a movie mug and pause. <laughs> All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen, and we just got done watching 2008's Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay. I'm glad I picked it. You know. We talked about sequels the other day and how we don't like sequels or how we don't like part twos. This was actually a part two. Okay. I, there's three, right? Yeah. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay, which we just watched, and a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've only seen this one. All right. Well, let me get into the meat and potatoes of it. So, Harold and Kumar, I guess... uh Kumar is from India, mm-hmm. and Harold is of Korean descent. Yep. And they're stoners, number one. If you don't know anything about Harold and Kumar, they are stoners. They're going to Amsterdam. They're going to Amsterdam. They get on the plane, and Kumar has invented this bong that's a smokeless bong. And, and Yeah, it smells like a Febreze whenever the smoke comes out, if any, or just the odor that comes out. So... They're on an airplane, and they have this, and it kind of looks very, very strange, and there's already a lady that's kind of pegged them as being terrorists just because of the way mm-hmm. they look. And so they can see him in the bathroom with this bong, 
and the door didn't fully shut after some turbulence and the the lady who thought they were already terrorists yeah turned around and saw him in the mirror uh with a lighter mm-hmm. lighting it and she screams terrorist and and then he's like no it's it's a bong and everybody thinks he's saying bomb and yeah. the sky marshals tackle him and basically they get sent to Guantanamo prison mm-hmm. where all the terrorists go fucked up yeah messed up cock meat sandwich <laughs> So they, they go to Guantanamo Bay, and luckily they get to escape pretty quick. And then the rest of it is just them trying to get to Texas, where they think a, a kind of a friend of theirs, an acquaintance of theirs, is going to help them get out of trouble because he's supposedly close personal friends with the president. He has political ties. He's got pull, and they think he's going to be able to get him out of it. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on in between. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. I like this movie. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I was entertained by it. I could tell... And while we're sitting here watching it, when when you compared first, to some other shit I when, put up, when you first said it was Harold and Kumar, I, like I said, I'd seen a little bit of the White Castle, and I thought, man, it, it was kind of funny. I watched it for a while, but at the same time, I was like, shit, dude, <laughs> oh, really, man, you're gonna this classier than Bruno? Oh my gosh, I enjoyed this so much more than Bruno. <laughs> but I mean, sitting down and watching Bruno, listening to your reactions and watching your reactions. They were much different from this one. I do have a question for you, though. What's up? You have chosen Bruno, uh-huh. and then you also chose this. Uh-huh. There's a lot of male frontal nudity in both of those movies. So there were, okay. Bruno, there was way more. In okay. this one, there was one. Okay. At the bottom was, it doesn't matter. It, you it you sh- said you like saving Sarah Marshall with Jason Segel's penis. <laughs> That was your favorite part you told me. <laughs> That's not for the air. That, that was a secret between me and you. I thought you were about to deny it, but you embraced yeah, you don't the have... fact. But then, I, but then I started thinking about it, and I showed Boogie Nights, and there's there's penis yeah. in that. And then I also showed Porky's, and there's a little bit of penis in that. So, oh God, I, What's wrong with you? I, I did some arithmetic, and we've showed 13 movies. We've showed male nudity in four of them, so like 30% of the movies we've done <laughs> well, have had male nudity in it. So from the very beginning, it comes on and it's playing the song, What a Wonderful World. Yeah, the guy and who needs to clear his throat so bad. The great Louis Armstrong. And typically that song, I don't know, typically that song is in movies that kind of have good feels to them, and maybe like mm-hmm. a classic movie may start off with that or something. And so they're they're playing this song, and then it moves to a shower scene with Harold in it, Harold's just kind of daydreaming that he's with this girl and stuff, and he's about to start making out with her. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you get Kumar, who rushes in and gets on the toilet and just starts letting it go, dumb yeah. and dumber style. You just There's a lot of noise, and then Harold opens the shower curtain to reveal Kumar on the toilet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I couldn't tell if he was in heaven or hell in those moments, but... He's like, don't you remember we each had like 30 cheeseburgers and four orders of large fries? It's the great sound effects of, of just flatulence and diarrhea yeah. and i'm 50 years old but i'm here to tell you right now i find that stuff hilarious i love <laughs> when done right yeah dumb and dumber was great there's yeah. so many movies that have that and we may do an episode one time where, where that's all we do is we just rate the, the that would shit. actually be very fun yeah okay yeah. so i i'm a sucker for that i love it it cracks me up every time. Farts crack me up. There was there was some there were some <gasps> oh optimal gosh. farts in this movie. <laughs> yeah, Harold. Whenever do you want to talk about it? Okay, there were there was some there were some <laughs> yeah. good farts in this one for sure. So uh, the first one is Harold and Kumar. They've been through so much shit, 
and they just like crashed the car or whatever and had to run. So they're just walking through the woods and without Kumar being an idiot in the beginning, they they would not be there. They'd be in Amsterdam having a good time. Mm-hmm. And so they're being petty. They hit each other's hats off and then <laughs> Harold decides to knee Kumar in the balls and it, <laughs> just like great timing. It wasn't right as it happened, but like the millisecond after... It, there's just a fart noise, <laughs> like it's just, it's just the a- shock and the pressure of him getting need just squeezed one out. So he, yeah, he need him in the balls, and right after he need him in the balls, there's just a quick fart, and it's, it's like, just like a Wah. little, it's just like a little poot. <laughs> yeah, and it just, it was so funny. It just yeah. added so much. It was just, <laughs> <laughs> and they're the like the fart machine sounds. Like they don't sound real. And then the next one happens in similar fashion. So the the guy they thought would help them actually screwed them over and sent them tried to send them back to Guantanamo Bay. He happened to be marrying Kumar's ex that he was still in love with. Mm-hmm. And so they went there to crash the wedding and then Harold ended up like beating this guy up but with the first punch or kick or whatever it was. Same thing, the the perfect part and one was at the beginning of the movie and one was at the end and it totally caught uh, me and Vince off guard, we got, we cracked up at that one. It was a good book in, and it was yeah. the same thing. It was a knee to the nuts again. It was a knee again? It was a knee to the nuts, oh, and so right after the knee to the nuts, as soon as he's like starts to bend over, the, <laughs> yeah. it was just perfect. It was so perfect. Yeah, it cracked me up. Basically, when they escape Guantanamo Bay, then they get on a boat with some Cubans heading to Miami. <laughs> yeah. They get to Miami, they go to this guy's house, the guy... The guy ends up giving them a car. It's a friend of theirs. The guy ends up giving them a car to mm-hmm. leave. And there's a great slow-mo scene. That's something else I'm a sucker for. Whenever people walk in slow oh, motion. yeah. And when they gave him the keys to the car, they walked out in slow motion with these like pimp-looking clothes on, like yeah. disco-looking clothes to get into the to their ride. Dirk Diggler would have worn those clothes. Yeah. They I were, just thought of that. Yeah. They were some 70s type <laughs> style. Very bright, psychedelic-like mm-hmm. clothes. But I always love a good slow motion scene. There's I've never seen a slow motion scene where it just shows people walking that I haven't thought that's pretty fucking cool. I don't know what it is about it, yeah. but I dig it. But anyway, they, they take this car on the road and they end up going through Birmingham, Alabama and <sighs> they, they go down this street where there's all these uh, black people playing basketball and it looks like maybe like a, a tough neighborhood where there could yeah, be some the, gangsters and stuff houses like this. are shoddy. And the, the basketball hoop is on a fucking street post. And it's just a piece of plywood yeah. with a rim on it. They end up getting out of that. They, they're going to back up, and they hit a fire hydrant, and it blows up. And then they take off running, and they, they end up in the woods in Alabama. And then oh, this hunter kind of picks him up and takes him back to his house. And it's really funny because the house is just this piece of shit-looking house on the outside. And when they're going in, Kumar's like, this house is going to suck. And on the inside, it's, it's all urban and updated perfect. and really beautiful on the inside. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was just ridiculous because... They were talking to is the hunter, and then he had a hot wife, and it was it was weird because he was like, he just dipped, and he was real crude kind of semen, and so semen, <laughs> <laughs> and so they have dinner there, and they're all talking, and uh, Harold and Kumar said that they kind of assumed that most people in the South wouldn't be quite like this or whatever, and he's like, yeah, you thought all the people in the South were. Like, uh, inbred piece of shit, have an inbred son that they lock in the basement and all that. And then they all start laughing about it. And then there's a knock at the door. And Harold and Kumar are like, oh shit, the agents are after us, they're here. So, 
the guy, he's like, here, just get in the basement. We'll take care of it. And there ends up being an inbred son who's a cyclops yeah. in there. And it, it was kind of funny. It was creepy. When they leave there, they they run through the woods because they're tired of being around the Cyclops boy. They run yeah. into the woods. They run into a KKK clans cross-burning <sighs> thing. Bonfire, they called it. They hang out there for a little bit. Then they have to run away from that because they, they get figured out. They they, course, they stole uniforms. They do the whole knock them out and grab their and wear their uniforms yeah. and they get busted. They run to the road and then Neil Patrick Harris picks them up. He was in the yeah. first Harold and Kumar that I saw a little bit of. And he's on mushrooms, and and he dri- he drives them to uh, Jack Daniels to, and beer and shrooms. He drives them to the bordello, but once they're on the road, he he starts talking about his girlfriend that he loves so much, and how she was <laughs> how she was black, and how her nipples look like uh, Hershey Kisses. And then he said something like, "Every time I see a bag of Hershey Kisses, my balls get so wet." <laughs> and we kind of looked at each other like that doesn't make any sense. There like, were there were a lot of there were a lot of crazy parts in this. Really good quotes like that. I didn't think to write down. Or anything. there were a lot of good actors in this too. Ed Helms made a little appearance a in little this cameo. Ed Helms, I, I'm always happy when I see him in something. He's normally really good in a lot of the movies I've seen. And he's Rob, in the Office too. Yeah, and R- Rob Corddry, he's the he's the bald uh, agent who's such uh, a dick. The main one. That who's guy's really racist as fuck in this movie. Well, he and Ed Helms, they got their start on oh. The Daily Show. And I know that's not a show that you know a whole lot about, but with John Stewart, they were kind of uh, they were kind of field reporters who would call in, or they would make like a, a special package or something. And they had a lot of really good comedy on those. I always laughed at those guys. And then they kind of went on to have, you know, Ed Helms more so had a has a pretty good acting career. But yeah, Cordry's a really funny guy. So seeing him play such a racist a hole, <laughs> such a stupid racist a hole, he was really really good at it. There was a lot of very very racist scenes in this movie. Yeah, and he was involved in basically every single one besides the KKK one. Yeah, so there was one where where they where the where they ended up fleeing the car where they were in that uh, neighborhood that was run down and the African Americans were in. He one of the witnesses was like. When when it happened, one of the black guys was like, "We gotta we gotta call the police," which yeah. you know stereotypically that they would never call the police. Yeah, it was the neighborhood and the situation when they hit the fire hydrant. All the water turned off the the boombox that they had and was getting all their Jordans wet. So that's why Harold and Kumar run, and then they counter it with the oh, we better contact the police about this incident. So Rob Corddry yeah. shows up with all the FBI or whatever, and. This the black guy who called the police walks up and and Cordry's like whoa 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 and pulls a gun on him is like what yeah. are you doing and the other guy's like this is the witness this is the guy who called the police and he's like how do I know you're not lying and he takes out this grape soda and, and he opens it up and said you better tell me the truth and he starts dumping the, the grape soda just, out ugh. and the black guy's just like what are you what are you doing yeah. and he just hey it's almost gone you better tell me the truth now it's almost mm-hmm. gone and it's so played up and ridiculous yeah. And then later on, they picked up two of uh, Harold and Kumar's Jewish friends, mm-hmm. and he, uh, Rob Corddry, gets like a bag of uh, pennies, pennies and, and dumps and it out on the desk, and because you know the stereotypical yeah. Jews are penny pinchers and just after money and greedy and stuff like that, trying to get him to talk. And it, what was funny is they're like, "You can't treat us like that, man." And then after the agents had left the room, they're both scooping up all the change. So the movie is playing along with it too, not just yeah that were, character bunking out on it. Tongue over in cheek, and over. they were having fun with it. So why'd you pick this movie? Well, just like a lot of the other ones, I remember it being good, and in this case, funny. 
I remember cracking up to this movie. I couldn't really remember many specific parts of it, but I didn't. I don't really have many movies in my uh, in my vault, so I remembered this one out of nowhere today. Just you said, "Hey, you you still want to do the podcast today?" And I said, "Oh shit, I forgot," or whatever. And I opened up a tab on my computer on Netflix and scrolling through, seeing which ones I'd seen. And lo and behold, it showed itself. And I was like, fuck yeah. So dedicated to the show. <laughs> I mean, if I had a list of movies I could use, I would do it. You could start making one. Man, I don't have many. It's just, it's, it's, you know, I, I text him it's throughout unfair. the day. He was off today and I was at work and I was like, hey man, uh, you got a movie? Because I was about to come home and he's like, oh, I forgot. And so he just, you know, he just pulls a movie out of his ass like, an hour before we're going to do this thing. I don't need a lot of time to create great content. It's the difference between me and you. Well, that's arguable after some of these episodes. All right, so bucket of chicken time. I'll go ahead and go first. Yeah. So Harold and Kumar, the guy double crosses them, puts them back on a plane to go back to Guantanamo. And they they fight their way out of it and end up jumping out of a plane. And they land in the house at Crawford Ranch where George Bush is the president. And George Bush comes in there and he's like, who the hell are you guys? And then you can hear like Dick Cheney in the background saying something, George. And he's like, oh shit, I hate that guy. Let's, uh, let's go into my man cave or whatever. And so he, they, they barge into this really kick-ass room with mm-hmm. all pool table and arcade games, all sorts of stuff. And then they sit down and, and George Bush, this is a George Bush impersonator. And he's pretty damn yeah. good. The I mean, the voice is good. It makes him sound... He looks similar, and his voice is pretty much spot on. And they make him sound like an idiot, like George Bush can be portrayed. You know, George Bush, he may have been a smart guy, but he, God, that guy sounded like an idiot just so much of the time. And this guy was, was a really good impersonator, and I really liked what he added. He was funny. Um, they got high with him. He Alabama Kush. Yeah. So good shit. The fake George Bush, he gets my bucket of chicken. Okay, uh, I kind of want to give my bush, my bush. <laughs> Fuck. Keep that shit to yourself, man. It's a, it's a whole new bucket of bush. <laughs> yeah. To bush? You want to give your bush to bush? <laughs> no, 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 okay, no. Okay, sorry. I want to give my bucket of chicken to another kind of side roll character like that. Okay. Uh, the girl who answered the door at the bottomless party. She was hot. <laughs> Yeah, they went to Miami, to that house in Miami where their friend was, and I don't know how that guy had money, but he had like this big mansion, and he had all these girls there. Just a bunch a ton, of cars. A ton of good-looking girls there, and they were all bottomless. And so you just you just see all their stuff. and I Front guess, and back. Which was weird, and he was like, I'm starting a new trend, man. It's, it's bottomless only. I'm tired of this topless stuff. And a girl tries to take off her top later, and he's like, ah, what are you doing? Put your yeah. top back on. So it's just a bunch of girls walking around. And then uh, he's like, he's like, well, I'm part of it too. And then he stands up and he's just his. That was his. Uh, it was that, prosthetic. That was in the Mormon mothers. Yeah, that that's just full frontal nudity again mm-hmm. of, on a guy. And he had he just had an overgrowth hair. And one yeah. of the guys like, damn, it looks like you got Osama bin Laden's beard right yeah. there. Yeah. So there were a lot of women walking around uh, naked. And I think the one mm-hmm. you liked had a had a nice little landing strip there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she get your bucket of chicken. If I'm remembering this right, and these the chickens I'm not give, I'm giving her are not boneless. Gosh, man, <laughs> you're awful. Mm. You know your mother listens to this. So what? <laughs> My mother doesn't though. Good. 
if I remember right, so you got this girl who shows her bottom half naked. Two different and sets then you of boobs. Got, and yeah, and then you got two different sets of boobs. What was the... The first one was Porky's. What was the second one? Bruno, the S&M girl what, with the what big is, old boobs. What does S&M mean? I, I know Sado, what you're talking Sadomasochism. About. Oh. It's like the beat. They like to I know. beat and stuff like that. So Pleasure from pain and all that. Yeah. So Those weren't for being hot. The first one was for showing a bunch of high school kids her boobs, even though, whatever, the situation, she was being a good sport. The second one, I can't remember why, I guess because she sucked my spike. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. And whipped Bruno into shape. And then this one, she was just hot. She didn't really do anything. <laughs> no. But but you know, she did walk away while the camera was right zoomed in on her butt. It's your bucket of chicken. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud that I put it there. I gave it to that wonderful woman. Mm-hmm. All right, time for scores. Um, hmm. I don't know. You can go first. I hate to break your heart. It's not going to be a 98. Well, that's not going to break my heart because I'm not giving it that either. I enjoyed the movie. I was entertained. It had a good flow to it. They didn't stick with anything too long. They didn't continually try to do too much. It didn't bore you or anything either. It was fun to watch. No, no, I I did enjoy it. So I'm going to give it a... 78, and I can say that I would be interested in watching the other episodes as well. Yeah, I was going to give it the number I thought in my head was 79, so very equally. Okay. I I like that. I don't think it's necessarily a B student. It definitely passes because I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Yeah, and I guess I enjoyed Bruno as well, but that doesn't really deserve a pass most of the time. But this movie's classier. It was funny. It was better. Yeah, it was better. 79. All right. Well, that will do it for episode number 13 of Movie Muggin. We appreciate you listening. If you would like to keep up with us, you can follow us on Instagram at Movie Muggin. Or if you'd like to send us any movies for the Movie Muggin fucking random movie picker, you can email us at moviemuggin at gmail.com. Or if you just want to say hey, you can email us at moviemuggin at gmail.com. We appreciate you listening, and we will catch you next time. I'm a bad person.